Josh here. Welcome back to Punching Sideways. This is episode 50. I'm by myself for this little intro. Mel will be with us in a minute as we kick into a discussion that her and I had about a myriad of things, including seeing your friends on Tinder, what the hell a Merkin is, Mel's health journey that she alluded to in the very first interview she did on this show back in 2019. We go into that more. It's quite fascinating. And you might have noticed that we have some new artwork. Hopefully you like the artwork. It took a long time to get that right, and it turned out great, and we're all really stoked. So thanks to Melanie and also to our designer and artist, Tristan Tate. Those two worked really hard to get the artwork to where it is. The other thing that you guys might not realize is that your donations between, say, episode 40 and 49, I was banking all that, and that's what paid for that artwork. So if you're wondering what the donations go to, it's stuff like that. It really helps. So support punchingsideways.com. This is episode 50. Here's to another 50 episodes. We've got amazing guests coming soon. Mel and I are working our booking magic together and also separately just to bring heaps of people, some you may know, some you may not know yet, into the Punching Sideways fold. So that's really exciting. So let's jump in with some Tinder slash Merkin slash other kind of crazy shit chat. Righto, let's do it. Josh, I want to know, we've talked about Tinder and Bumble a little bit and the ability to get catfished and not, and there's a lot of people out there that pretend to be someone that they aren't, I think, and I see it a lot and girls put photos up that are completely airbrushed and I'm like, that is false advertising that gives me anxiety really if i was to go and start putting photos up of me like with all those filters in there one it just makes me feel bad about myself when i really look in the mirror but two how can i actually turn up to a date or something like that knowing that i don't look anything like that filtered version my skin's not flawless you know my lips aren't the size of duck lips or anything like that. And it's just like that would be complete immediate. Just the look on someone's face would shatter me that I'd just run home, I think. I haven't had a whole lot of success on dating apps, I'll be honest. So I'm not sure how, you know, the high volume people that go on lots of dates from being on that, they probably get exposed to, to yeah. a lot of people that have pictures that are not reflective of real life. What did you call it? Catfishing. Catfishing. Or even, it's just, so the people I just that think I've it's met, false advertising. The people that I've met, that I've matched with or whatever you call it, I think they're, obviously whatever about me appeals to them or whatever about them that appeals to me is some sense of, I have a feeling that's that actual person. Yeah. But if you're a person that's swiping on everybody and you're going on a couple of dates a month or a week, you're probably... One out of every ten is probably someone that com- looks completely different. That's what guys would co- say is the law of averages. You just keep swiping until you get a match. Guys do that. I know, I know you're a guy, Josh, but I'm aware of this as a guy's <laughs> trait because I've been Thank you for affirming that I'm privy, a guy. <laughs> privy to the information from other guys. There's also a thing that my ex used to say when we were, and 
I've got a strange relationship with him. We're good mates. But we used to sit there and go through profiles and we came across what we say is the way to decipher whether someone is fully filtered and altered themselves or not is you check out their hands. <laughs> so You're doing it. It's like the rings of a tree, is it? You check out their hands because I'd be going, oh, she's all right. She's all right. She, she looks pretty good. And you'd be like, no, nah. check out her hands. Chubby fingers. <laughs> so she's saying that she's taken a few kilos off yep. the face. Yeah, taken a few kilos, slimmed it all in, and he goes, check out the fingers, chubby fingers. So we actually at one point were looking at de- thinking that we should develop a, a, a hand app, a hand <laughs> filter app to um, change all that stuff up. I don't know. The whole dating stuff, for me, I actually read people's profiles. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else does. but I, I've started doing that. You didn't do that. To be honest, I hardly went on there for the first six months that I yeah. had it. Yeah. And I realized that there's more in, because most of the profiles, and this is probably something a million people have said before, but to me it was evident and it was kind of new to me. Every profile that I bothered to read was single mum, don't bother. Like, why would you say you're, that? you're always going to be second to my kids? And I'm like, yeah, well, that's by default. Yeah. You don't need to put that in there. Uh, if you've got single parent as a selection, yeah. my assumption is I'm probably not going to be as important to you as your kid. Oh, yeah. But it just seemed like every profile was really hostile. Yeah. For all the reasons that you wouldn't want to possibly be with somebody. That I stopped reading them for a while. Well, I just feel, I don't know. I went purely off their interests. Yeah. If we had a shared interest. Yeah. And whether they look like a fuckwit or not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good way to decipher. See, I I will look at photos and I'm not necessarily drawn to someone that's like really good looking or anything, but if they're doing something funny or that isn't trying to look good, I suppose, then I'm like, huh, you look a bit interesting. And then like an I, activity, or they're or like, they're really in their element. Is that what you I mean? matched with one guy once who had on um, a Christmas tree picture, which is clearly not trying to impress me with how he looks. But I'm like, oh yeah, he looks like he have a bit of fun with himself. Yeah. So I'm sort of more interested in that. And then I actually read like the profiles, and sometimes the what they've written can way more get me over the line than the pictures. I'm like, you seem interesting. Tick. I'm going to match with you. Remember, I remember one night coming home and getting a message from you. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if this would come up. This is funny. (laughs) I can't remember what it was. It was just like, ah, ah." I just um, just saw you on, uh, was it Bumble? Or one of those. I just, think Bumble. I, yeah. I just saw you on I, Bumble, so now I am never getting on that profile again. <laughs> it was weird. What was the weirdness of it? It was, I don't know. It was. Was it like because we're friends and I don't it look is. at yeah. And it's, and this is the truth of the matter because a lot of the times when guys say about women that they're friends with, she's like a sister. Yeah. That means that you wanted to sleep with her, but she just said no to you for long enough that you moved on. <laughs> yes. But you truly feel like. You're too important to me to ever be someone that that would happen with. Yeah. That was what I thought at the time. And yeah. I just freaked out. I'm like, this is not, <laughs> of all the people, that it had to be you. Yeah. But then there's the, 
Jesus, which way do I, like... Do, to get you, rid of it. You want to swipe it. You don't want to do it accidentally. Did I tell you this is getting to a point? You want to swipe straight away, but then you're like, if I accidentally do this the slightest bit in the wrong direction, I might super like this person. I might do something crazy. I had a mate whose ex-girlfriend, as of about three days, I heard through the grapevine they'd broken up. I hardly talked to him, to be honest. And yeah. I don't really know her at all. Yeah. She appeared as an on Tinder, and I went to swipe it so quickly to get her off there because I felt dirty <laughs> that I super liked her. <laughs> but I didn't even know what that was. I'd never super liked anyone. I didn't even know it was a thing. Uh, and apparently when you super like someone, they know. Yeah, they know. Because so, I think a little blue star comes up yeah. and it's just like, hooray. But what would you have done if I had have appeared on there? You would have just went, fuck off. I would have pretended I did. Oh, I don't know. With you, I probably would have acknowledged it. There is other people that. I actually got off it pretty quick after that. It freaks me Maybe out. Maybe it's different when you and I see each other, but when normal, just say you see someone that- If I saw, not you, if I saw someone else- That you were mates with in a way. I would flip out for yeah. sure yeah. because you, I'd come to you and go, whoa, that was awkward, wasn't it? Oh, I, I, <laughs> it was I, pretty I, awkward. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that you loved- um, foot rubs or yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this. <laughs> that's new. That's news to me, Josh Liston. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could have used it as ammunition, I feel. Yeah. I would have turned it that way. Yeah. But if it was someone else that I knew in passing, and I, uh, like, you know me, I, I try, like, I'm very open with stuff, but I like to keep a level of secrecy <laughs> in my life yeah. a little bit. We might talk about <laughs> how that. I worked that out about you, our early text messages. It was pretty evident. Yeah, I just don't like, like I feel like people would come across and think I'm a complete oversharer, and I am, but there is that level of I don't want people to know the like real nitty-gritty so that they don't have that vulnerability. You're kind of like a regular everyday spy. Yeah. You want enough knowledge out there that people don't think that there's anything more to dig for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's lots to dig in there. <laughs> yeah. So this is a funny one. When Mel and I were first getting to know each other, I think that we respected each other as being kind of quirky, weird, but sharp people. Yeah. I think that was probably the first thing we knew about yeah. each other. Besides that, and maybe that would normally make you simpatico with someone, but we were like just off yeah. bandwidth enough. That my crazy brain and your your even at the time more crazy brain, we were not. No. It was like we were talking past each other via yeah. message. So do you want to just describe the first couple of messages we had? I think at one point, <laughs> if anyone like really gets to know me, and I just came up with an idea before with you, Josh, my brain will just go, and it's just gone off, and it makes no sense to anyone else. And you and I, I think, were talking about yoga at the time, and you'd said how you wanted to get into yoga. Yeah, still and, do. Hasn't happened. And I was like, you know, you, you should just come. They do relax classes. They're easy. You, you can sit on the floor and that that's about it. And you, you said something along the lines of, is there a yoga class where it's cancelled today and I don't have to turn up and still get results? Perfect name for a yeah. class. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's sort of like the Asian lady diet. Like, you know how you see, and this is what was going on in my head. You see these little Asian ladies and they've got perfect figures and you just think, oh, how do they, what do they eat? Like, it must be so, so I was just thinking 
that's like saying I want the Asian lady diet and just to consume whatever she does. This is all via text message. <laughs> via yeah. text message. <laughs> and then for some reason I've just gone Asian lady diet consists of Asian eggplants. The emoji. The emoji. <laughs> and then that was it. And I was just like, fucking boom, I've nailed this. Drop the mic. <laughs> See you later. And I think it was like three hours later, <laughs> you've gone, uh, it's been three hours and I still don't know what to do with that eggplant. <laughs> And even now in my brain, like I was reading it back and I was like, that makes complete sense to me. The funniest thing was when you were going back through that stuff with me the other day, I couldn't work out why I was confused because I know you're so much better now that like, yeah. that makes complete sense how she got from there to there with yeah. no context or yeah. anything in between Yeah, and why the conversation changed subject five times. Yeah, I am a subject and changer. Just getting back to text messages. I don't think Mel realised until about two weeks ago that I still have her saved in my phone as the very first thing that I ever called you in my phone. You know how you meet somebody? Yeah. Like when I met yeah. when I met our mutual friend Guy. Yeah. My Lecarane, I've saved him in my phone as Guy, my Lecarane, brackets, comedy. Yeah. Because I knew I'd met him doing stand-up. Yeah. And just in case I ever had another guy, my Lecarane, <laughs> or he got Not a new like number that. or whatever. Yeah. So I've got people saved as to where I met them or who they actually are. Yeah. If it's a common name, then yeah. more often than not, it'll have You've a You've got little, to have another context Yeah, a little bracket, it. blah, blah. Yeah. Your name in my phone is Melanie bracket fairy hats, close <laughs> bracket. <laughs> I need to explain this as well, right? Yeah, so Melanie furry hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I believe that this would have started off because one of the things that I – this is like my thing, right? Because you know how I just said before that I'm very closed off and don't like to know everyone to know all my details. Yeah. So if my number gets out there, I usually have a very witty, like I don't either give it out or I'm pretty strong about the instructions. And I believe I would have said something along the lines of guard this number with your life, like a soldier guarding the queen. I think that was a direct quote. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny to me. I don't know if anyone else gets it, but I think you said something along the lines of, oh, can I bring a furry hat or something like that? Yeah. And I said, oh, it's not required, but yeah, you're quite happy to. And in my brain, I've gone Merkins. (laughs) (laughs) So just go back a step from Merkins. I know people probably think of Merkins. There's nothing back a step from Merkins, but I think you might have said something about the reason the fairy hat thing came up was that somehow you'd jumped to this weird reference which related to basically it being like the crown jewels. <laughs> like, is, well, because the guards wear the fairy yeah, hat. That's is, where I thought you were. Yeah, that was what I was getting okay, at. But yeah. somehow you'd gone from guard this with your life to basically I am a royal. Yeah. This number is important. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that, then somehow that led to Merkins. Not, not everyone gets that number, Josh. Yeah. It still is Actually, very important. thinking back. I think I thought you were either an egomaniac or you were a little bit touched. I'm not sure <laughs> Probably, if I just... I'd say all of that would be true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I'm an idiot, right? Yeah. So I feel Clearly. like that's funny. <laughs> it's funny to me. So sometimes what's funny to me doesn't necessarily translate to other people. But anyway, when you said furry hat, that's the first time that anyone has ever referenced that back to me when I've mentioned a soldier guarding the queen. So I'm just thinking like furry, 
And my brain went to like that sort of fur looks like merkins. Do you know what a merkin is? At the time, I had no idea, but I thought it's such a quick reference. It was quick, wasn't it? it was I just went within a bang, few seconds. Bang merkins. Because some of the messages, obviously, like before with yeah. the Asian eggplant, yeah. I was freaking out for three hours wondering what the hell was going on. I remember thinking, okay, Merkins is self-evident. I, yeah. I obviously should know what this is. I had a feeling that it was a South Park reference, <laughs> and that was the only thing I could think of. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, is she talking about a gerbil on South Park? No. Nah. <laughs> that, like, that's what got stuck in my head. I'm like, okay, well, it, it makes sense to me that she's talking about a furry thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. And then you said it about three or four more times over the the next week, and then I basically had to, I don't know if I admitted to you. I had no idea what you're talking <laughs> I think, about. <laughs> I think at one point you were like, yeah, the more we talk about Merkins, the less I understand Well, that's right, because you kept using Merkins in multiple contexts. Here's another thing about me, Josh, which I, I will explain the Merkin thing is, I'm not sure if you've noticed that I get this thing in my head and I will run with that consistently for like, a week or two. Just where a that, word that, or a That's concept. just my word. I'm just my buzzword. Of we'll talk day. about your buzzword from last week. <laughs> oh, God. In a minute. Can yeah. We, yeah. yeah. Um, so Merkins is a um, a pubic wig. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. I'm never ready for it. <laughs> it's such a weird expression. <laughs> such, and it, there's a reference to it. I just remember once, and yes, I'm old enough for this, Big Girl's Blouse did yeah. like a skit thing on Merkins and it was all these white women protesting about factory Merkins and they were there going, free the factory Merkins, free the factory Merkins. And they were having this protest around and Magda Sabowski was running off and they were burning all their f- pubic wigs, all these rich women were burning their pubic wigs and Magda set her pubic wig on fire without chucking, taking it off. So she would, they were rolling her and going, like trying to pat her out. And it was so funny. And they were just, there was this um, farmer that was Gina Riley. She was like going, we're protesting against the big companies like American Express and all those sort of things. And it was just brilliant. And it stuck in my brain for so long that any time that I can throw out American, like not my own, obviously. Can I, can I be brutally honest? <laughs> If I had have known the context straight away, how we were talking about Asian Asian penises and then we started talking about furry hats, if you had have been talking about pubic wigs <laughs> that early in the relationship, getting to know each other, I would have been, I don't want to be friends with this person. Yep, yep, that's fair and valid and I feel like that's why I probably don't have many friends. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Either they do understand me and they're like, whoa. Okay. That's a real person. This is this is consistent now. Yeah. A consistent theme. This isn't just a one this isn't off. A family guy character. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's actually like that. So then they run real quick uh, in the other direction. If or I they're like if you. I didn't have so many ankle rolling problems, <laughs> yeah. then I would have ran too. No, if you didn't have pre existing injuries, Josh, that slowed you down, then you might have been lucky and got away. <laughs> God, I need a pubic wig for my ankle. <laughs> An ankle wig. So you talked about to warm it you up. talked about expressions that you get yeah. kind of really into the idea de jour my, for the week. My buzz buzzword. Yeah, your buzzword as you yeah. rephrased it as <laughs> earlier today over lunch. You said last week your buzzword or your your thing for the week was level up. 
That's a, that's this a, is episode 50 of this program. Yeah. We're planning to level up everything, including this rumor in has been, I guess, yeah. quote unquote, leveled up. Yeah. Can you tell us what, how did that pop into your head? Because one thing I've come to know about you is there's like the self improvement life hack crowd. They're all about leveling up, man, and all that sort of garbage. That doesn't seem like that's your path to the phrase level up. Nah, I came up with it myself, so I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> I didn't. I joined two words together that have never been put together. <laughs> it's funny. That's another thing. I come up with a lot of great concepts that I think are great, and apparently they've been running for like 10 this years. Is, this is the beauty and the danger of your naivete. Yeah. You, you've said before that you you embrace being naive about a lot of pop culture things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, well, that's just a brilliant take on this thing that's already happened, yeah. which you would know if you paid attention. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I'll say something and it's so profound and I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Wow. And then you'll go, oh, that reminds me of blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa. But the thing was, you never bothered telling me <laughs> no. that I've, I thought that I was just deflating you on a daily basis. And I'm like, oh, if I hadn't known that she doesn't know this stuff. Then I wouldn't have been such an arsehole about it. Oh, oh that no. Just, that just sounds like this. No, no, no. It's not at all. I'm just like, oh, wow, I actually am clever. I just You just slower. see it as reinforcement. Well, if that person thought Well, it. yeah. It is it is a good idea because someone else has done it already. <laughs> but levelling up was me just sort of getting in my own head and going, you know what? Time to make shit happen. Shit is this amorphous, ambiguous blob. I know it doesn't sound profound at all now that we've just gone from Mel. No, but it really does. What were you wearing at the time when you did this? Just for people at home, decided to level up. Was it a flanny? Yeah, yeah. It's always a flanny. Did you grab the flanny and flick it in both hands, like you were saying that you? I might, do you know what, do a recreation of the flanny flick. I want to know every every week myself and the audience. Want to want to know more about your thing for the week? My thing for the, so yeah, I'm going to get shit happening. Pretty much is my level level leveling up to me means actually actioning a lot of the shit that we all talk about that we want to do. Oh, I want to do this. I need to get fitter and I need to do this. Well, you know what? Fucking do something <laughs> to make it happen. So, and I feel like I do do that a bit, but there was just this point in my brain that I was like. I'm not fucking waiting for anyone else yeah. to help me level up. I'm just executing next level. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> just part of going into top level leveling up. I like that you just came to it yourself. <laughs> so you didn't have some life coach or some asshole on the internet no. trying to push you into leveling up. No. And do you know what? If someone told me to level up, I would tell them to bugger off. <laughs> Not happening, mate. <laughs> get on your get, bike. <laughs> what sort of ridiculous concept is that? Yeah. <laughs> I need to come up with these great ideas myself and yeah. then I can fully embrace them and try and bring everyone else along for the ride with me. I used to have a mate who would write songs and sometimes they'd be a little bit like another song. Yeah. But they were always really good. Yeah. But they were too much like something else. Yeah. So I would work with him. To rework the idea a little bit. Yeah. This is a guy that I met in Melbourne. And I wouldn't, <laughs> as Mel dies on the other microphone, Sorry. I might, I'll leave that one in there. As, and I wouldn't tell him that his initial idea reminded me of 
something too much until we changed it enough that it didn't anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was, yeah. but if I had told him straight away, oh, that's great. It sounds like this band. He would have completely abandoned the idea before giving it any chance. Yeah. Would have deflated him too much. Yeah. He would have said, oh, well, it's no good then. I'm like, no, it's just, it lives in a world and yeah. we can make it better. You need to tweak But I, I learned very quickly just to help him change it first and then bring it up. And that's actually a very good skill set to have is to knowing the attributes and the best to get something out of yeah. that actual person. Because some people would respond better to going, that sounds so much like this. And they're like, right, got to change it. Yeah. Whereas other people, like you said, need that sort of coaxing before they go into the negative headspace of thinking that, oh, it's been done before. Yeah, well, I was really bad for it when I was playing music that I couldn't hear some of the ways that the song sounded to other people because my references artistically yeah. were so different than what the band as a whole sounded like. Yeah. Because I wrote them inspired by one thing, but yeah. it, everyone in the band loved us to sound so, like something else. Yeah. Particularly with A Candela Lie with Rudy and Dan, we would quite often be compared to Butterfly Effects and Dead Letter Circus type bands and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, I don't even like those bands. And I wrote most of this. Yeah. How's that even? And if yeah. you had told me that yeah. when I first started writing the song, oh, that sounds a bit like this band. You would have. Just I would have completely abandoned the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, screw that. Not happening. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting too because I don't like getting reference to someone or something either that I don't resonate with or like their principles or morals, I suppose. So that's, again, where I like to live in my little naivety cloud. So I know like you've done a lot of work and you focus on listening to a lot of podcasts and everything like that. I was going to bring that up actually. And sometimes even though I'm on this and I'm on a podcast, you will do some podcast reference and I'll just go, what? (laughs) Did you... Just so the people listening have an idea of what happened behind the scenes. This is episode 50. We can break the whatever yeah. fourth wall or whatever. Yeah. I asked Mel last weekend when we were just prepping some stuff here in the studio and testing a few things if she's embedded in the space. And I think initially you took the question as me accusing you of not knowing what you were talking about. But I don't think you realized that it was something I was going to be happy about. Yeah, I, I because um, you don't have all the same preconceptions about what it can and can't be as what I do because you're not actually l- listening to the medium. And that was my reference point to you because I said no, I'm not. And you're like, oh, it, it. I think you said something along the lines of that interests me because you know we're doing all this and this. You often will reference such and such does this and he does it really well and blah blah blah. And my point is, I don't want to mimic anyone else yeah so I don't want to be so focused on matching or being the same as anyone else that I wanted to be more comfortable with developing I suppose our rapport and space before I then went outside and started looking at different references because if I was trying to be someone not authentic to me I mean that might fly for you know, a couple of months or something like that. Yeah. But you're going to come undone. So take it or leave it. You either like the weird weird Mel that says things that make no sense to anyone else and that will be my uniqueness and maybe the one thing that you can run with or 
I could sit there and and I'm not saying that I'm not like I'm not adverse to studying things and looking yeah. up things. Oh, you're definitely content and story aware. But it's very much I don't want to try and mimic someone else because I think that removes the organic. I think we. it's funny you found by not listening yeah. so much a path to the same place that it took me a long time to get to because I listened so much. Yeah. And that is to not be out to mimic anybody. Yeah. Because I finally got there after years and years and years of just I finally discovered, oh, this is who I am on the microphone. Yeah. And that was through to, that was through listening for so long that I basically just moved through every version of someone else to get to who I am. You're kind of just skipping all those <laughs> steps by just not doing it. Which Sorry. I think, Mel's just running around. La, to be da, honest, da, I skipped down the hot. There's, da, no, da, da, da. there's no point. I've done so much listening in the last 15 years to shows that if you don't listen to any, I've still got us covered. And also, do you know what? The amount of knowledge you know just is completely overwhelming to me. So this is the same way that I would go into an exam if I miss. This is what happened in year 12. I was really year sick. 12. We can finish up with it in year 12. I, I, chat I, I, no, no. <laughs> finished school chat. <laughs> I missed, like, I think it was probably about seven eighths of year 12 because I was sick. Okay. And then what happened was it got to exam time and all this stuff that I didn't know. And in my head, I just compartmentalized and go, you know what? Do not even worry about what you don't know because you're going to like have a brain malfunction. So I just went in and sat the exams on what I did know and passed and everything like that. And I sort of think now I get overwhelmed easily by what I don't know sometimes and the backlog of information that you know, there is no way I can catch up on in that time. So it's the same with I can't even commit to friggin' watching Lord of the Rings because it's too much time commitment to me. So that's sort of... There's a blissful naivety, but there is a rational reason behind it yeah, as well. I think it makes complete sense. Damn, I'm sorry. I should have met you 15 years ago and gone, be yourself. If you hadn't met me 15 years ago, you probably wouldn't have liked me very much. I nah. was a self-absorbed person in a band that actually at this time, yeah, I would have been very angry at the world still from being dumped by a girl that I was very in love with at the time. In 2005. You know what you should do. And trying basically to drink myself under the table every day. Yeah, right. Yeah. We could do what me, I do, and just don't let anyone into that close proximity <laughs> so they can't crush yourself. Well, particularly if they don't know what a merkin is. <laughs> exactly. So you did mention there, Mel, that you were sick in year 12. And I was thinking maybe we could finish up just talking about that because when you were originally on the show. Oh, yeah. And I know that, once again, to break the fourth wall, Mel and I have tried to tackle this before and it didn't really do you know what didn't really did capture it that well so i was thinking maybe we could talk about it again if you're comfortable yeah can you is this the start of your health problems the year 12 stuff um, and when you say you missed a lot of it obviously it wasn't regarded as truancy it was medical. no no it was was sort of i i think i had chronic fatigue and there was now, in hindsight, precursors to what was going on later on. Yeah. So, was um, my symptoms were just you know I was buggered. I was always sick, headaches, have back pain, which all now. Then when I got, I think just out of high school, I got septicemia, 
Which is blood poisoning. Blood poisoning. Yeah. This is a very funny story. Actually. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know how that's going <laughs> to. Good preface. <laughs> this, this is a very funny story. You should be story. a comedian. That's the best setup of all time. <laughs> so, uh, so, maybe I shouldn't have said that. You can cut that out later. No, let's um, do it. So, here's what happened I was a promo girl. Wee! Promoing. Maduri. Maduri. Maduri, so booze, yeah. So I used to um, be a promo girl around the Aubrey Wodonga region, and but I never did what I was Maduri told. in white or Maduri in black for? Maduri, like, um, remember Maduri illusions that I'm just talking about what, what gear did you use to Oh, wear? so here's where. Because there was a white era and a black era of uh, Maduri pink. girls. Uh, pink. No, not pink. No, the fluoro green. Okay. But here's the thing, right? I never wore the actual promo uniform because I'm a nonconformist. And I somehow swindled, like, all management in Melbourne and that, that I would be in charge of promo down here as a promo girl and then I'd make all the girls working with me wear the little skimpy clothes and I would just man the fort and just talk shit, basically, to anyone who wanted a prize. Anyway, got quite high up. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. In the promo circle world. <laughs> <laughs> Which was pretty much just because one of the bosses really liked me, I think. That's basically it. Anyway, we got invited, me and my friend got invited down to Melbourne for the big Maduri Ball, which was an amazing, no one gets invited to that. I just got a lucky call. And what happened was, it was amazing. Firstly, you walk in, it was a dress up night, we walked in. And it was just this pokey little room with a bar and it was just, we went to buy drinks and like, nah, it's all free. And we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. We had to stay at a hotel and everything. But then we're in this little divey thing with all these things and then partway through the curtains open and chocolate starfish is playing. (laughs) So good. And you're a fan of this band, aren't you? Well, I was just like, oh, my God, Chocolate Starfish is there. I wasn't expecting I mean, it. Any band you know the songs of when you're full of liquors are good band. I wasn't expecting We got so drunk. Kate and I got so drunk and so drunk that you had to go and make yourself sick, you know, when you just feel that. Uh, I think that might be a, a lady thing. It's not. I, it's never done it before, but we just felt so sick because we drank all this sugary stuff. Anyway, went back to the hotel room by ourselves, all good. And the next morning... I woke up and my back was killing me, like so bad. And I was so annoyed because I was like, Kate, this is why I don't dance. I told you I hate dancing. Look, I pulled a muscle in my back. (laughs) I was so annoyed because usually I'm the one that sits in the corner and doesn't do anything and just talks and doesn't dance. Anyway, um, it was getting- Trying to get someone to pay you to run the dance floor. (laughs) I'll run the dance floor, man. I'll do it. (laughs) And- um. So I was sitting there and Kate was, I started to get really cold. And Kate was lying there on her bed in like a singlet and undies, just like hot as. And I was like, aren't you cold? She's like, nah. And she goes, oh, I need to go downstairs and we'll get some stuff to eat and then we better go home. We went down and my back was killing me. I could hardly walk and came back and I was really annoyed again that I'd pulled a muscle in my back. And she was having a snooze and I was lying there in bed and I remember just feeling like I was going downhill considerably, really badly. I was getting like sweats, but I was freezing cold and everything was tremoring. Even my butt cheeks were going, <laughs> nah, 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 nah
I remember saying to Kate, I was like, are there any hospitals around? And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, I'm just, I feel really, like I feel really sick. And she's like, don't be ridiculous. We've got to get back to Albury. <laughs> so I got loaded up into the car and do this four-hour drive. I think we stopped at Sexyland for some reason. I don't know why. But that's Well, you felt your butt cheeks moving and you're like, <laughs> like yeah. Makes sense. I just felt terrible and when I got home. Did the guy at Sexyland <laughs> diagnose your butt cheeks? <laughs> no. You walk in and, hey, but dude, my butt cheeks are vibrating. It's such a weird thing. I cannot ever describe it again, but they were independently. You know how you see um, like Terry Crews Yeah, I was just thinking that exact thing. <laughs> they were independently moving going da 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 I just remember and it will be etched in my head forever. Got home and the boys that I was living with didn't believe that. They all just thought I was hungover. And I remember ringing Dad as well and saying, hey, Dad, I can't come out to the farm tomorrow. I've really hurt my back. And he's like, oh, that's convenient, isn't it? Like, you go like, away and now you're sick, yeah. That's convenient when we've got all this work to do. I was like, no, nah, I've, I've really hurt it. Like I wanted to come out and help. And he's like, oh, real convenient. Went to the doctors and the doctor was a bit, you know, iffy as well. Got a test done and I was back at home. The boys had been trying to make me make them carbonara because they still didn't believe that I was actually sick. They just thought I was put, putting Put you it through on. something difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and got a call from the doctor and the doctor was like, you need to come come back right now. Like, your results come back really quick. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you've got – this is the quickest result we've ever had back. You've got septicemia. You've got blood poisoning and it's in your kidneys and God. it's like – and I remember just feeling supreme validation and victory. I was right. <laughs> I was yes. <laughs> yes. And I called Dad. You're sticking like, your finger up at all your housemates. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> this is the way I roll when I get a severe health crisis. Like, yes, I'm. Effin told you guys I was sick. I'm not making this up. And then all as well, I said to Dad, I was like. Oh, remember that time when you like made me feel really guilty about not coming to help you and I had like blood poisoning and nearly died? <laughs> and he's like, like this. So that's where the funny point comes in from that is the validation and feeling all supreme that I had a legitimate reason and a conundrum that the doctors couldn't realise. They've never had a test that's come back that quick and gone, you, you're legitimately a bit... It's so a bit of a worry. Did they ever diagnose? Did you get a cut or something? Or No. So it was from getting – so this is a precursor to obviously my kidneys not functioning so well. So for anyone so when else – when you say that, precursor, this, did this cause some of the initial problems or – I feel like this was just a warning sign. Okay. So that this they weren't, a part of that process. This is, yeah. was okay. – so I've got poor functioning kidneys – but all these things that have come about and now like I look back and go, ah, oh, there's a sign. So the first sign, so that was from, I was obviously very dehydrated and just put that extra bit of pressure on my kidneys and it just went straight into my bloodstream. So they weren't, they weren't cleaning toxins out of the bloodstream? No, it was from an undetected urinary tract infection. That's how easy. Oh, and it just went straight in. And then another story that happened to me, which now in reference point is like, oh, that makes sense. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was um, when I was about, I think, would have been about 18, I went out 
Again. Sorry, just for the timeline, Mel. We how old were you when the blood poisoning? Majority? Also, eighteen. About the same time. Yeah, eighteen, yeah, okay. nineteen ish. Yeah. When you know you're out living your best life, I suppose. Yeah, trying to quote unquote level up. I, no, I was not, <laughs> not leveling, leveling up. up. <laughs> not leveling up. I was hitting levels, but they weren't up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the blood alcohol limit was going. That yeah, was going up. Like falling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went out one night. And I had it. It was a reasonable night, not like a big night or anything. And I, I went home, and the next day I, I would have been home about twelve o'clock that night. Next day I went to go out to Talangata, and I was driving, and the cops like pulled me over, and the guy was like, "I don't know if you know this guy, Anthony James. I'm going to reference him as a like he's a notorious just." Moron cop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. On. And um, he pulled. Apology to answer his family. And <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. He just, um, I feel like he's a better guy now, but maybe at the time he wasn't. Anyway, pulled me over and he goes, Have you been drinking? I was like, Nah. Like, this was like four o'clock in the afternoon. And he goes, yeah, Okay, no worries. Just a precautionary, you know, just a random breast test. And then he's just like, Step out of the car, please. And I was like, What? <laughs> and he's gone, you've just blown 0.098. Okay, so you shouldn't have been driving at all. No, not at all. And this, I'd been home and not drinking for almost like 18 hours. So I'd deliberately not driven till the afternoon knowing that I'd gone out the night before. Yep. But in my brain, I'd actually done everything right. Yeah. Like, so, and uh, the funny, not funny thing is that at the time I was working at Tulangata Pub and the Termo, and I was also one of those really annoying people behind the bar that wants everyone to get home safe uh, and hates people drink driving. I hated would, all you people at the Termo. I'm walking. I don't need a lecture. And would be preachy and like just, I would spend half an hour to an hour after my shift driving people home so they didn't drink drive. Like that that was yeah, okay. how much I hated it and wanted people to be safe. So then I had to call the guy at Tulangata Pub to come and get my car as well <laughs> while I got shipped back into Wodonga to go to the official breath test. So firstly, it was so embarrassing because everyone, of course, in Tulangata knew yeah, for those Straight outside away. the area, it's a town of 1,500 people maybe at the time. They just knew all my business It's basically Corion, but closer to yeah. Aubrey. So everyone knew and it was like a running joke that Mel's been done for drink driving. Ha, 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 ha. And, yeah, got it down to I think by the time I got into town it was 0. 0.79 and I protested it. They took my licence off me straight away and I protested it and – I got told that I had a court date and I got all my references and everything and went in to, to do the court and I said, like, I'm an upstanding member of the community and X, Y, Z and, you know, this is very unlike me because I do this and the court person ended up going, I don't really care about what you've done in the past. <laughs> I don't care what your, impression, what your impression of yourself is, love. No. <laughs> Good on you. This is what you've done. But... You know, yeah, we've um, given your good behaviour and all this other stuff that you do. We will um, just backdate your your 
court case thing so that you will use the three months that you already haven't been driving and then that'll be it. Not knowing that they'd lost the piece of documentation. The cops had actually sent me a letter to say that I could drive until the court case. Yeah, okay. So I'd been just driving around. Not So you were actually banned from driving? Yeah. In that interim? Yeah, and I remember the solicitor going, don't tell them. <laughs> I was just like, oh. So I only had to do like a couple months of not driving and it was hell. I would never. Were you still working? Oh, because you were working the two jobs, one yeah, out of town. it was Where so were you living at the time? In Wodonga. Oh, so was... you still had to get to and from the termo. Yeah, it yeah. was It was really hard to try and, because um, I'm quite flighty and I'm independent. I didn't like having to rely on other people. But to get my license back. I had to go to drink driver's course in Wangaratta, which had people with a terrible history of drink driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and about to the point where people that were dropping me off said, Are you, th- do you think you're actually safe to go in here? Are you okay? Because <laughs> it was me, little 18, 19 year old me, and all these like 50 plus year old men with no teeth and like wumbling around and everything yeah. like this. And, we went in and um, you had to blow zero to to be able to, like, pass it for two days. And the first day we did, like, how alcohol dissipates out of your system and everything like this, and it's this standard drink per hour. And one of the idiots went home that night and decided to test the theory and come back the next day and blew over zero, so he failed the course. <laughs> Good on you, bud. What a knucklehead. Well, he proved a theory that knucklehead. he's a cockhead. <laughs> knucklehead. So and then the next thing that happened was I was super excited to get my licence back and very, very careful with everything that I did. But I went out one night and I probably would have had maybe like four or five drinks, was home by about midnight, worked the next day, then went to tennis, played four sets of tennis in 40-degree heat and was on my way home out near the Bathanga Bridge and got pulled over. They had a big random breath test thing and they're like, have you been drinking? I was like, no, nah, I've been playing tennis all day. And the guy goes, what's your license? And I said this. And he said, okay, just blow into this. And then he's like, are you sure you haven't been drinking? And I was like, What? No. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. It's <laughs> no, happening again. No. <laughs> and he's like, are you sure you haven't been drinking? I was like, no, no, I haven't been drinking. And then I name dropped because I was like, I swear I haven't been drinking. I've been playing tennis all day with Inspector David Cotty. <laughs> you can ask him. Yeah. I haven't had any drinks. And he must have realized that I was you know, telling the truth because he's like, okay, just park your car over there and just go. Just come get someone to get your car, and we will just. Okay, so not. you couldn't drive off, but no, he wasn't no, going to find your. No, I must have been still just over zero though, and I would have had. So that was. This is when you're on your P plates. Yeah. Oh wow! So you should have been zero zero. I should have been. I should have been zero 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 zero. But so that reference point, because the amount of exercise that I did that day and a full day of work. It was six o'clock in the evening. You should have passed all that liquid five times over. Yeah. Yeah. So those two, like, those points now in reference to, like... How far apart were these in retro? Like, did you make the connection straight away that that's twice? That this weird thing's happened? That made a connection, not that it would be an underlying health thing, that just that my... I have to be super 
vigilant and I'd already lost my license once and that scare for me and losing my independence was enough for me to go, you know what, if I am ever drinking, there isn't the whole day next day involves nothing that I am doing that's going to involve a car because yeah, okay. I don't want to lose my license. So it wasn't about health. It was about... Maintaining your freedom. Yeah. And then long form down the track, I just sort of get would get cyclic, like a bit sick, sort of every six months and just burn out. And they'd go, oh, your kidney results are a bit bad or, oh, this is, you know, this is a bit off. And it sort of just become a bit of a, oh, that same sort of, you're a bit of a hypochondriac type thing. Oh, that's like, helpful. What, yeah, what are you? And I'd have them just look, and this is just, even now in hindsight, a ridiculous thing. Oh, you've just got a little bit of protein in your urine, which for anyone that's listening is blood. Like, that's just saying you've got blood in your it's urine. Like <laughs> the greatest buzzword in medicine that obfuscates the truth is iatrogenic, which means death by medical procedure or. Like, it's just. Literally, it's just. A bit of protein in the blood. In hindsight, I'm like, that's ridiculous. That's not normal. <laughs> but no. just, there's just a little bit of protein there. And I go through these cycles where I just work my ass off, excuse the language, and then I would just crash a little bit. But then it got quite bad that obviously things started to change a little bit. And I remember finally getting into a kidney specialist. The doctor sent me in. There was all these other things that were going on as well. Like I'd have, I got pneumonia and I had like something going on with my liver, but no one was looking at it like collectively either. They yeah. were just looking at isolated problems. as individual things. And then, yeah, I, I got into a specialist, into the nephrologist. That's a big word for you, Josh. It's a kidney. Nephrologist, wow. Kidney specialist. And it took eight months to get into him, a, a local one. And by the time I got into him, I was pretty, I was just living my life working like I thought I was. And then he took some results and he took a biopsy. And I remember I was at work. And I got a call and he was like, you need to get to emergency right now. And I was like, oh, I just, I'll just finish up and then I'll go in <laughs> after. What were you doing at the time? I was working in recruitment at the time. Okay. So, but I was like at the office and I was So just basically like, he was asking you to do what you encouraged all your clients not to do. Don't just walk out of work <laughs> in the middle of yeah, the day. pretty much. That was it. He was just like, you need to go right now to emergency. And I was like, oh, I'll just go home and I'll get some stuff and then I'll go in there. And he's like, no, now, like you need wow. to, to go to emergency right now. Like something like this is bad. And I, I just, it was just a really weird conversation to just go to your boss and go, oh, I just, I just need to go to emergency now. <laughs> like it wasn't because in my head, like in hindsight, I was clearly not operating at a high leveling up capacity but at the time, that was like what my normal was. So I would go to work, I would go home, probably have a sleep, and then I'd go back to work, and then I'd go back home. Like there wasn't much life quality, but in my brain, I was getting everything that I needed to done. So yeah, then um, came out of that biopsy and hospitalization, which was so weird that you've just gone from working and then going, oh, I'm just popping off to 
emergency to them being put in hospital. And I had 8% total kidney function, which is ridiculously low. Like you shouldn't be able to be walking around at that level or functioning. But I just made it happen because I didn't know any better. And then they couldn't work out what had caused that for a while. But also another thing is when that result come in, I was like, Validation. <laughs> Once again. Yes. That's twice, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's pretty much like, I've fucking told you guys. I've been telling you guys that there's something wrong with my kidneys for probably five to ten years. Yeah. And no one's taken any notice. And but, sorry, I shouldn't swear, but F you because I could be dying right now. And this is a real thing. <laughs> Literally. It's just nothing better. And in some ways tragic <laughs> than finding out that you're not just the crazy kidney girl. Yeah. it's It was really like, I know it sounds bad. It was really cool. And I think one of the first things I said to you for when you interviewed me was there is nothing worse than having an injury that you have nothing to show for, in my opinion, because <laughs> you can be just like, booyah. You're a fan <laughs> of the scar, aren't you? You, yeah, you would want you some, want to check out my face right now? We won't talk about that. <laughs> what I will say is that Mel had a, a run-in when she was pruning. and We should talk about it another time. Yeah, yeah. but all I know is that when we went to have lunch today, everyone's looking at me <laughs> like, you <Yeah>. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josh has beaten me up. Yeah. Not, not a fact, but it yeah. looks, like, you looks know what? like I could be a victim. You know what's been beating me up? What? Not having enough coffees. I know, actually. So, did, we have an actual very easy link for everybody to remember and also for Mel to remember. Can't remember. Supportpunchingsideways.com. No hyphens no. or periods, just supportpunchingsideways.com. That'll take you straight to the page where you can buy us a coffee or find out where to rate and review the show if you actually, don't have any money. yeah, just give us a rate if you can't afford a coffee. Give us five stars on Skype. Yeah, please Next do time that. you're on a Skype or Zoom call and they ask you to rate the quality of the call, give it five and type into the box comment, you should listen to Punching Sideways because yeah. that's putting that out into the world. Yes. I'm not sure where that shit goes. Does that happen? I don't know, but Can it's got to go somewhere. It? That's <laughs> but awesome. That's where we want our ratings. Even- not in Apple. Not in- Nah, Skype. Not in Podchaser or any of these other rating places. Rate us on Skype and or Zoom. <laughs> Next time you're on a VoIP call, which everyone is at the moment, just five stars, punchingsideways.com. Yeah, just do that. That's right easy. On. Well, thank you for being part of the pirate ship thus far, Mel, in episode 50. And we're, we're going yeah, to try it, I guess, in the unlamest way possible, level up. It's not lame at all. It's <laughs> not, my not your le- Not your level up, but <laughs> most of the world level up's pretty lame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get on board my level. Yeah. Coffees, and coffees, 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 coffees. And yeah. a few ratings on Skype would be lovely. <laughs> Laters. Bye-bye. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.